following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, on the program here we talk about marriage, we talk about singleness, and uh, some people call with marital issues, but way before that is this topic of dating. And uh, so how important in uh, someone's life and relationships is the idea of dating? Well, uh, and this is uh, very much, uh, I'm I'm starting to say controversial. There are people who have different views. And I can definitely say that dating is not essential for great relating. By the way, I intentionally uh, title our keys as uh, dating it's great relating when dating. That that's the focus of how how you know what is it that God would want for us. Well, dating offers a practical option uh, if you desire to eventually marry. In other words, God already has a wonderful plan for your life, and His plan is perfect, whether you remain single or married. Uh, but wonderful marriages are often built between people who have never or have seldom dated until God at some point causes their lives to intersect. Um, And so as you focus on deepening your relationship with the Lord and increasing your care for others, He brings into your life that which fulfills the deepest desire of your heart. And I'm saying that because the Bible says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I know that many people can say, well, but I desire to be married, but I don't have, I, I, I have not had that person in my life that, uh, uh, that there, there's not been a marriage partner, and I and I desire for that. So, the dating provides the opportunity to learn how to communicate with a person of the opposite sex. And I'm being very clear about males mm-hmm. uh, and females. And for dating, for a woman to be dating uh, a male, a man. Um, or young man, doesn't matter what the age is, uh, specifically, I'm not defining that, but dating helps define what traits you like or that you desire in a future mate or don't desire. Um, You don't like what a person does um, that you might date. Uh, It's an opportunity to meet and get to know a potential marriage partner. And it's an opportunity to to really grow socially and emotionally and intellectually and spiritually. And it's knowing the truth of God's love. Clearly, we are told that we are loved by God, that he loves us. Uh, And that means he seeks what is best for us. 
God's love is not ooey-gooey emotion. It's agape. It's a love that seeks the other person's highest good. So he seeks what is in our highest good. And so knowing the truth of God's love takes the desperation out of dating. Because he says, and, and this is important in 1 John 4, we know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. In other words, he knows what is best for you. And I think um, there are definite moral and spiritual uh, integrity issues. This gives an opportunity to evaluate, is the person I'm dating seeking what's best for me, for a female, for her to see, is he focusing on lust? If, he, if there's lust, lust can't wait to get. Love can wait to give. And so... I think it. this is where you can see if a person is choosing to treat you with highest integrity, uh, moral purity. And, and th- that's huge. You know, I would say also, take, take time to write down what are the non-negotiables? What are the non-negotiables for a person you would want to marry? And I realize dating doesn't mean marriage, but even that you would go out with, are there non-negotiables? And I, I would make a list. What is essential? Because if you have that list, you will be able to look and say, you know, this person, I'm not better by being with that person. And I'm talking about um, does this person um, act fairly or uh, display wisdom and discernment? Uh, Does this person express genuine respect? Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, 
the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of the ministry here, and we thank you for that. If you have any questions or concerns about uh, the topics uh, that come up on the program, just call our customer support team. They're happy to help you with uh, whatever resources might be most appropriate for you. And uh, you can talk to them, tell them what struggles you might be having, what questions you have, and they'll recommend some resources. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they uh, would welcome your call. The Keys for Living that we're uh, recommending tonight, as June was just talking about the topic of dating, the keys there that she mentioned called Great Relating When Dating, and uh, that's available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. And they can get that ordered for you and send it on its way. Now, if you'd rather email them, you can do that at customersupport at hopefortheheart.org. Well, we want to welcome back a caller we've had on a couple of times before and uh, delighted to have her on again uh, listening to KKLA in California. We welcome back Deborah. Well, hi, Deborah. Good to talk with you again. Likewise. Well... How can we help you? Um, well, uh, today we're going to talk about the, the subject that you touched on um, before the commercials, um, about dating and boundaries and um, the non-negotiables when it comes to dating. So, mm. yeah. Okay. All right. What do you want us to make clear or... What, uh, g- give me a scenario that would be helpful to you for us to tackle. Okay. Well, um, honestly, I'm not much of a dater, and when I do decide that I want to date, I date intentionally with the intention of um, meeting my future uh, long, long-term long partner leading to marriage. That's the the mindset that I have normally when uh-huh. I decide I'm going to start dating again. And, um, you know, these days, you know, um, a lot of people are doing online dating because it's kind of hard to meet someone in person. I mean, it, it can happen, but when it comes to online dating, like the last person I dated and it didn't work out, it's kind of um, tricky because you know, they can say all the right things, and then uh, you meet, and then... So with me, it's like I 
when I see potential in one person after asking so many questions before I even decide to meet, just like I did with the, my ex, um, mm-hmm. I tend to not, like, I, I tend to stop right there and just take my time in getting to know that person. And I feel like, you know, when I look back in my past, that's what gets me attached. And now I'm thinking maybe that's not the right way of dating either. Like, in, instead of thinking, okay, this is this guy checked all the boxes after our conversations in a few days. So maybe instead of thinking, oh, I'm just going to take my time and put all my energy and focus on this person, maybe it's better to not get attached or focus on that one particular person and kind of like go out with different people and and have those boundaries and then mm. see what you know wherever god leads me to you know and use my discernment through the holy spirit and prayer i, I don't know maybe you can advise me on that because i feel like that's where my problem has come from where i get attached to that one person and i get like even when things are not going well i tend to try to make it work mm-hmm I see the red flag. So that so now I'm thinking maybe I got to do it a different way like I explained and what are your thoughts on that? Well, it, this is a very interesting observation that you've made. You talked about online dating. Now, I personally believe that people need to be at uh, in uh one-on-one where you are with that person, you see that person, you're interact, you're you're looking at body language, whatever, uh, you know how they're looking at you. Um, online dating makes it difficult for that. Oh, and I was gonna I, say I don't um, date. I don't mean like I date online. Like first, we, like I met my ex that way online, and then uh-huh. we exchanged numbers, and then we had a very long conversation where he talked about God, and that's what got me convinced that he's a godly man. But it turned out, you know, his behavior wasn't matching that. But uh, later see, on, yeah, and, but, that, and that's I my mean, point right there. That's my mm-hmm. point. Is uh, I, it's hard. And it was. It, you're you're right that. Your experience, it was one way when it was just online, and you had good conversations, but then when it was reality in terms of the relationship of being together, it didn't didn't, um, line up with what he said. And it's not about him. I'm just talking about even in general, I think... Because I've, I remember some several times talking with someone where they had never met, but uh, here's someone who's feeling, oh, this has to be the right person because of all the things that were said. And then later, <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 I said, you, you must, whether it's male or female, it doesn't matter. You, you need to have some time together to see... Um, if there are is consistency, just to determine the character of a person, and that's part of the issue. You it takes many months to yeah. learn the character, the true character of a person, and and so you are wise to be careful. Um, it, it, not not just because you had a bad experience. Um, 
but I do believe that God wants us to be discerning. We need to have wisdom. And I I think that, uh, have you ever actually written out the traits that you think are the non-negotiable? I I call them non-negotiables. Actually, Um, I've never done that, and I thought of doing that, and now that you mentioned it tonight, I'm thinking that's something that I... I should do before I start dating, put it on paper and like, and, um, you know, take my time and put all the traits on. Cause usually I think, Oh, I know what I want. And, but it's, but I'm sure it's, it helps to write it out and to have it like, well, um, yeah. And I will, I'll tell you what I'll do. We have in our keys, we call them, uh, keys for living on the topic of dating. And, this is just uh, a a list of 20 possible traits that a person would say, these are vital to, to me, that before you. And um, it's, and, and you'll, you'll see this when you're spending time over a period of time. The problem many have is, they are impulsive. Some some will be be impulsive. Some couples, and they after a a few just a, a few very few months they marry, and yet they haven't gotten to know. For I'm going to give you some examples. Does this person follow through by meeting obligations? Uh, does this person have a heart to do what's in your best interest? Uh, does this person have a reputation uh, as someone who keeps his commitments? Um, does he interact with consistent kindness and thoughtfulness? Does he, does he display uh, integrity? Mm-hmm. Integrity means being whole, um, not divided. Um, and the the Bible says the integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, does he manage money well? Does he meet? Um, here's here's an important one. Does he meet the approval? Of the significant people in your life, mm-hmm. if, if you have yeah. certain people, because many times, uh, I'll say it this way: there are a person can be excited about. Oh, I want to introduce you to someone I'm dating, and then someone who loves you and is truly cares about your best interests, they can see certain traits when we, uh, you know, there is what is called infatuation. Mm-hmm. And this is not unusual for a person to get infatuated for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Now, the infatuation does not last. Um, right. But in that first year, of of dating, um, infatuation is sudden. Love is 
true genuine love is gradual um, uh, the the difference between infatuation and love for example is uh, infatuation is highly emotional um, love is faithfully consistent infatuation is idealistic genuine love is realistic um, okay. infatuation is based on feelings love genuine love is based on commitment mm -hmm. um, and I, I would say infatuation can be weakened by separation but genuine love is strengthened by separation and yeah. uh, so so there it, it's like yes infatuation is seeking to find happiness but love is seeking to give happiness to the other it's right when it's quality love it is not seeking to get it right. is not seeking selfish. to give mm -hmm. yeah so it's in fact a lot of people are in love with emotion but genuine love is is uh, <laughs> it's it's lo in love with devotion. I want to be devoted to you to do what is in your best interest. Right. And instead of being a giver, um, many people are takers. They're just right. looking for what what they can get. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means, but when I think of my past relationships, I was always, like, giver. Like, I always felt like I gave unconditional love. I was always very yes. devoted, loyal. But, yeah, I mean, it's when it's, I don't feel that's coming back, that's when the problem arises. Like you said, it's like the selfishness from the other person where they just want to things on their terms and, and get, you know, whatever. whatever suitable for them, convenient for them. So that's why I gotta be careful in discerning of when I start dating again. And yeah. and a lot of times you don't see that until you've spent quality time with that person. So yeah. Yeah. And, and and at this point you can't be, you know, in love with infatuation because it can skew it can literally skew objectivity. Uh, right sexual uh, arousal will skew objectivity. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org.
If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. We have the keys for living on dating called Great Relating When Dating, and that's by calling customer support. You can get your copy of that. The number, again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Now, maybe there's something going on in your life, and you'd like to talk with June about that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and get her perspective, really God's perspective on that, what the Bible says about your particular situation and how to approach that with wisdom. And we want to help you to do that. So give us a call at 800 night We'd like to include you in a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. And so call us, leave a message for us. We'll get back as soon as possible and see what questions you have and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. And we do have availability coming up in the next few days, so let us let you be a part of that program. The number again, 800-917-800-644-4817. Let's get back to our conversation tonight with Deborah. Well, Deborah, I'm interested in um, doing anything I can to help you think what would make a difference as you um, are entering entering into right now a dating life, or you're you're looking for what can I do? Uh, whether it's boundaries or uh, how, how do yeah. I how do I get involved with dating, but not the wrong kind of men? Is right, that what exactly. I'm hearing? Okay. Uh, we can talk about the boundaries. Like I would like to mention a few things that um, I've noticed when it comes to dating someone for the first time. Like um, usually, men are more aggressive in like showing the initial attraction. You know, I mean, you know, they look at the exterior. They look at oh, you know, you're attracted. And they want to show that attraction. But now I feel like I have to be real careful not to give into that. I mean, I don't mean, like, sleep with them, but I mean, like, just even, like, if a man tries to, you know, make moves, oh, you know, physically, oh, you know, I find you so attractive, I have to set those boundaries initially, um, maybe uh, the way I, I, you know, by what I can say to the person, you know, just be like, thank you, but, (laughs) you know, 
Uh, you, yeah. You're attractive, but, you know, I want to take my time and us first see if we can be friends. This is what I, I feel like I need to say now. We need, we need to first see if we can be friends and get to know each other. You well, know, that, then, you know, the best, the best marriage relationships are when there are two people that come together in marriage and they are each other's best friends. And I'm yeah, not saying that it's exclusive. In fact, it's, it's great for guys to have guy friends and girls to be able to have girlfriends. And the reason I'm saying that is there are times when I've talked with um, women who are insist have who where a a uh, person that now she's dated is insistent that all relationships have to be removed. I'm, I'm talking about all all the girlfriends. They can't have any girlfriends, or they can't even have oh. family. And I mean, I have been I've I've been with women who are just crushed because it's like. Um, one man was saying, "You should just need me. I I'm the one you need. You should oh, not no, for that's and, con and controlling. Yeah, no. yeah. So mm -hmm. so when when you see something like that, where it's over controlling, um, in fact, let, write this out because I think you'll be familiar with it. It's Proverbs mm -hmm. four, verse twenty three. Above all else." Notice, above all else, guard your heart. Right. Amen. For everything you do flows from it. Yeah. So you must guard your heart and, and pray so that you will not um, be unwise. Love yeah. and relationships take effort. And uh, there is no fairy tale formula for true love. God's word, along with time and maturity, will give you the ability to discern fact from fantasy. Right. And until then, uh, waiting for sound reasoning will guard your heart from being hurt. Because obviously yeah. you yeah. have been hurt. Mm -hmm. And because and now you're talking about boundaries. Um, yeah. And so if if someone you can see is really pushing sexually, um, remember the, the scripture that says love is not self-seeking. Um, in fact, 1 Corinthians 13 says love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. So I think at issue is... Um, in the physical area, um, I have a statement um, that I have used periodically. Uh, Do not let anyone touch you in the area covered by your bathing suit. Mm -hmm. Those are yeah. sexually stimulating areas of your body. Mm -hmm. And when there is... Uh, a lack of regard for you and when when you mentioned boundaries, this is one type of boundary that that would be a physical boundary right. and 
we have some of this in our material on on uh, on dating that I think could be helpful because I think just you you can say you know I will promise you that I want to be pure before God in our in our relating. That's a good and, statement to say, yeah, on our first date if they if anybody tries, yeah. <laughs> well, if they are already trying on a first date, I can tell you that that's um, usually they wait a yeah. little bit, but but you you discuss and and at some point write down the boundaries and limits you will live by to maintain purity, maintain a pure yeah. relationship. And over time, you can increase the amount of your one-on-one -on -one time that you spend together. But uh, you need to have, because it's hard when, when you really like someone and you're drawn to someone, um, if that person is trying to, to stimulate you sexually, um, they're not thinking what is best for you right like i'll give you an example from my like last relationship so i discussed these things with him in the beginning when he you know stated that he's uh, also a devout christian and he reads his bible and all and then i told him yeah i would want to hold off because i on sexual any sexual relation because I've been celibate, and I wanted to take my time. And then he gave me the story of how when he used to be married, and his wife was uh, maintaining her purity, and he had at that time he had um, been on fire uh, about God at the time, and he had uh, he had they both agreed to wait until marriage, and they did wait. And then he said basically um, uh, when they did finally, after two years of being together and dating and keeping their uh, purity. After being married, he felt like they were like there, that passion was not there, and then he—I don't know if that was manipulation for it to to get me to convince me. I'm thinking, you know, that that's not that's not the right way because he said um, they they went to therapy, and the therapist said, "Oh, because you were not intimate before marriage, that's why there's no passion." So he. No, no, that that's unacceptable. Yeah, I think that was manipulation. I felt like you know to convince me, like if I'm going to, I was going to be with him. He's not going to wait. So that's also what contributed to some of my bad choices eventually. You know. So, well, that's that's typically that would be. I I feel manipulative, but yeah. so it's like, well, we've got to experiment. We've got to make sure that we can perform sexually well together no no that's that's uh that uh, first of all that's not the kind of counselor you go to so exactly. that would be that's unwise I said to him. I said, mm -hmm. yeah a christian counselor i don't think would have said that no yeah. no so um so here's the thing in today's society as you know like a lot of people i mean this is a such a controversial subject like people think like Oh, you know, uh, how would you know if you're compatible if you don't eventually, um, you know, get together before marriage? And some people will say, you know, if, you know, God wants two people together, then it would be right, you know. So, what, of course, you know, according to the Bible, uh, God's Word, we're supposed to maintain our purity. Now, I've heard some pastors say a marriage will not be blessed norm a lot of times when two people have 
been intimate prior to marriage, you know, I don't know, what do you think about that? Is that uh, true? Or I had a pastor once say um, that, uh, you know, two couples that were attending the church uh, who were not married and living together, he would tell them they need to separate, and then after listening and separating and living separately and, you know, uh, becoming celibate, they got, you know, they got married and they were really blessed in their marriage, so... Uh, I mean, I would like to believe that to be the right way, you know. I remember years ago I was speaking in Prescott, Arizona, and um, I was asked to do a session uh, that would be instead of for the whole group, but on um, uh, certain relationships anyway. The, the bottom line is this woman came up and she said, I, I'm a brand new Christian uh, or maybe she had just prayed, received Christ, uh, I think, uh, in the session before that. But she said, but I'm I'm living with a man uh, right now. And so she said, I think I shouldn't do that. And I said, it would be best for you not to, if that's correct. Because what you're wanting to do, if you're, I said, do you believe that you uh would want to is he marriage material and and she said i i would want to marry him but i don't know what he will do the bottom line of what happened because i was stayed in touch for a while with this this man this woman and she told him uh she said i, I need to sleep on the couch because i I'm now a Christian, and but she said, I don't have money to get an apartment by myself. Well, somebody else supplied the uh, living situation for her. I mean, for, for a few weeks, she was on the couch, and he, and, but, and he uh, was learning about Christianity, and so, and then he came to Christ. But the point is, it worked out because... They were, they both decided they wanted to do it God's way. And, really yeah. it, and I just remember, okay, first it was she need to be on the couch. I don't know if he ended up being on the couch or what, but the bottom line is yeah. they made it because they, they understood they wanted God's right. blessing on yeah. their relationship. And it was, it was precious. And I Definitely, was so yeah. d delighted um, because she didn't know if it would work. She didn't know what he would do. And but he said he loved her and he wanted to have to to live with her with God's blessing. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that when we face challenges at home, work, in our family or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, 
give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. class hope together conference is returning to allen texas this october with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions including crisis and trauma response lay counseling marriage and family mental and emotional health life coaching and leadership Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living to help you address your situation. Keys for Living are really a full study, a a deep dive on various topics. Again, over 100 topics, including stress, anxiety, fear, marriage, parenting, so many more. They provide biblical hope and practical help on each of those topics. So just call our customer support team. They'll help you to know which resources are best for you and what what you might want to get into your hands, and they can help you do that. The number for them is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. And we are recommending tonight our keys for living on dating called Great Relating When Dating. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. If you'd like to take a look at the website and find a full list of our resources, including the Keys for Living, as well as uh, biblical uh, studies and also uh, other books that June has written, just go to hopefortheheart.org slash store, and you can find all the information there. Again, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's get back now to our talk with Deborah. Well, my friend, what I like about you is you're trying to prepare yourself to to make sure that you're in line with what God wants in your dating relationship and yeah. you don't want to be pressured. I'm just going to ask, did you ever find yourself uh, involved with an abusive man? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, verbal, you mean like uh, just abusive in uh, different ways, verbally, or the, even... There, there's verbal, emotional... Aggression. Yeah, physical, yeah. mental... Physical, Well, yeah. some physical, like with aggression and mental, uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that, that's huge. But he wasn't huge. like that at first, of course, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Came out later, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that that helps for me to, to know. Um, was it ever what you would consider toxic? Very, yes. And the interesting mm. thing was I was told, I, I think um, 
it was projected onto me, saying I was toxic. When I was just reacting, I would say, you know, why, like, you know, I, wow. I, I like to resolve conflict, talk it out. I don't run from the issues. Like, if there's an issue, I like to resolve it peacefully, talk about it. But the way, for instance, when I think of my ex, he would just want to shut, shut me out, uh, say mean or rude things, and then just... Um, this fear ghost me or block me and then come back and say, well, you know, I acted this way because of you, you know, putting the blame on me. So mm-hmm. it was very toxic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boy, I, I, all, all these red flags mm-hmm. for somebody to say, now let, let's be clear about this. You, in essence, you made me do this. Right. It's your fault that I was rude. It was your fault that I, was abusive, all right, and now not he wouldn't say abusive, but mm-hmm. it's like it's all your fault. Well, that's what you call the blame game, except mm-hmm. it's not a fun game. Right. It's it's a it's a blame tactic um, that is intended to not take responsibility for himself right. for okay. where he was wrong. So he he needed. To it's it's called blame shifting too, mm-hmm. so to shift the blame to you for what he did wrong. Right. Okay. By the way, when you see that 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 just needs to be okay. This is not this is not dating material, much less marriage material. You don't want that. And yeah. so, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention something to you. We have a list. Uh, it's called Destructive Dating Checklist. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mention some of these uh, in this. Uh, and again, I'm going to send this to you. Um, yeah. And it, it's kind of yes or no when, you're, mm-hmm. when you look at your, the relationship that you've had. Um, right. When I don't respond as my date wishes, I'm belittled and rejected. Right. When my date is not pleased, it always seems to be my fault. When we go out, I feel indebted to do whatever my date wants me to do, based on what he wants me to do. When my date uses phrases like, you should, or I expect you to, I feel guilty if I don't comply. I feel responsible for his happiness and un- even the unhappiness of my date. Yeah. Uh, he blames me without taking responsibility for his personal failure, mm-hmm. which is basically what you said a moment ago. Uh, yeah. He tries to assume absolute authority over me. Mm-hmm. Have you had a date do that? Um, when you say date, like, uh, like I, look, I think of my like, relationship, the last one or the previous yeah. one. <laughs> um, yeah, like they would, uh, like my ex would say, oh, I'm so unhappy as if my, I'm causing his unhappiness, you know, like I'm doing things, which is mm-hmm. always putting that blame on me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it was, yeah. So now I see it. But, you know, when I think back to the beginning when he was still putting on the facade 
of a good man, godly man. There was the red flag, which I, I overlooked, unfortunately, which was the inconsistency, as you mentioned, beginning of this program. Mm. That inconsistency, now, I'm going to pay very close attention to when good. I meet the next person, because, you know, inconsistency started, uh, you know, a few weeks after meeting each other where um, he wouldn't keep his word, let's say, oh, I'm going to call, or let's say I, uh, you know, suddenly pulls back because yes. for whatever reason. And then when I say, oh, what happened? You know, I called, and then, you know, suddenly saying, well, we're not in a relationship, you know, you're acting like you're we're in a relationship, and it's just making me feel like that's belittled, you know, for asking even, for mentioning. Just what he had politely. already said he was going to do, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, like okay. making me feel like I'm insane, you know, expecting a lot or, or you know, things like that. Well, so I'm going to yeah. pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Here are a few more. Uh, he has little regard from my personal feelings or desires. Oh, yeah. That's a big one, yeah. He definitely mm-hmm. felt like my feelings were never taken into consideration, ever. Yep. Hardly yep. ever. Mm-hmm. You, you don't keep dating somebody like that because he's already but, revealing his lack of character. Um, he is, in fact, this is going to be a, a huge is- issue. My date has taken the place that God alone should have in my life. And I'm letting him take the place of what God should have in my life. Um, My date allows little opportunity for an appeal or compromise. Um, He privately degrades me, my beliefs, and my friends, but publicly appears polite. Yeah. He Actually, acts, he even started publicly belittling you on oh. that, which was, ad- yeah, very, very awful yep. to make you, me you, look bad. Um, mm-hmm. you, you just don't continue with that because that's, right. that's not what you want for the long term. So if he's revealing this earlier, um, you know, the, the, he, he is um, basically eliminating himself from con- um, yeah. Competition, if you will. Okay, my no. date acts excessively jealous and possessive mm-hmm. of me. There are many times that is a case, and that's very dangerous. Uh, he keeps track of my time, wanting to control where I go and what I do. This is, again, the, this is dangerous dating. Uh, my date has exerted physical control over me. My date has threatened to harm me. So, the, see, the scripture says, the prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple, meaning the um, foolish, keep going and pay the penalty. That's Proverbs 27, verse 12. So, when you have, when you indicate or, or when you notice the red flags, when you see the that there are some red flags, any of these that I've just mentioned, um, it's like they are eliminating themselves from a trusted relationship that you would have with him. Right. And And, 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 and you need to know that. Yes. And I was going to say, like, when I found myself in that kind of toxic relationship, I found myself obsessively trying to make sense 
and mentally detaching. So that's another, that's another thing I got to be careful of uh, my own thoughts now to not obsess because anything that's from God, it, you know, it's supposed to bring us peace. And if I'm not feeling that peace, uh, there's no point in me trying to rationalize and uh, it almost like becomes obsessive with my thoughts, like, uh, you know, trying to figure out if I had said this or if I had done this or maybe I should. And I need to break that cycle as well. Like if things don't bring me peace with a person, if a person doesn't bring me peace and I'm always feeling troubled and that, that that's a sign right there. It should be a sign to me not to stop the obsessing with my thoughts and trying to fix it and just surrender it to God and and move forward and move on. Yeah, move on is, is the right way. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very candid. The Bible says, do not be misled. Bad mm-hmm. company corrupts good character. Yeah. That's 1 Corinthians 15.33. And so yeah. um, I remember someone once saying um, that uh, she had been dating someone that she loved, um, mm-hmm. he has good qualities, but he's also negative. I never forget this: negative, possessive, and controlling. Yeah. And and she said, "Should I just overlook his negative qualities and stay focused on his attractive qualities?" That's what I was doing. I would say to myself, "Oh, he's got these good qualities in him that I've mm-hmm. but then he's got all these other bad things he's showing." So that that was the hard part for me like it was like oh maybe if I act this mm-hmm. way and not say this and he will be kind and you see I have to always think about but that's not the way to live I mean you know. okay well let, let, let's be practical let's say you are going to go shopping for a pair of shoes and you see some shoes you really really like uh, but when you try them on they're uncomfortable Right. Uh, would you buy them? No. You, see, no matter what attractive features the shoes yeah. have, if you buy them, they won't wear well because right. they're really not the right fit. So if you feel undue pressure now, you know, in your dating relationship, consider it a warning. It is not the right fit. And I think that scripture is is very clear. Uh, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So while unselfish love covers over a multitude of sins, the Bible says, the attributes that that we've mentioned are not merely uh, slight offenses. These are character flaws that should not be overlooked. And these qualities are not consistent with someone who's uh, led by the Holy Spirit to, to be loving to you. Love overlooks minor offenses, but what you're talking about are major offenses. We will send our keys for living on dating called Great Relating When Dating. We'll send that to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.